You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another day of Bible Plus podcast. We are still in the book of Acts. Today we are in chapter 18, and we are in the second missionary or gospel journey of um, the Apostle Paul. So in the last chapter, we're coming from, or we left off in Athens, and um, the Lord was definitely doing something in Athens, but then he transitions from 17 into 18 by going from Athens to Corinth. Now, Corinth, do y'all recognize his name? Corinth, as in the church in Corinth where he wrote two epistles or two letters to them. And yes, it was a messy church, but we don't, we're not getting into that now. That'll come down the road. But that's where we are in the book of Acts. So he's there um, with the Corinthians. And um, it's actually quite amazing that the Lord, once again, God was able to arrange, make a divine arrangement so that the Caesar at that time, which is Claudius, um, the Caesar of the Roman Empire, would force all the Jews to leave Rome, depart from Rome, and um, and thus enabling the the uh, the get together getting together of Paul and Aquila and Priscilla. So um, this became a very long-standing companionship in the Lord between these three, this couple and Paul. Um, you can see here at the beginning he was working with them. At the same time he was reasoning with um, with the the Jews and the Greeks in the synagogue. So he was there, and of course, every single time, it's almost like clockwork. Of course, they they opposed him. They opposed him. Unfortunately, Silas and Timothy came. Um, just a fun little fact. Um, it was at this point in the book of Acts, or in this journey, that Paul wrote the the epistle of First Thessalonians. Um, and you can look at First Thessalonians, verse one of chapter one, and you'll see Sylvanus. And Timothy were there with him writing it. So it was at this time that Paul wrote this to um, the church there, uh, to to Thessalonians. Um, So here they are. And there's opposition. They resisted him. (laughs) They're blaspheming him. And Paul was just sharing that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus was the Christ. So they're opposing him, opposing him, opposing him. And the Jews and these these religious people uh, were, were in their opposition. And Paul... At verse 6, you can just see his frustration. I mean, he was there in the desire to, to tell them, look, the Bible, the word that you're reading, it points to Jesus being the Christ. He fulfills all these words that you've known for your entire lives, yet you've missed the mark. And they reject him. He says, your blood be upon your hand. I am clean. For I will know, for now, for now on, from now on, I will go to the Gentiles. And so he left and Though there was opposition, some did believe. Some did believe. And um, and in Acts 28, 28, this is at the end of this book, it says, Let it be known to you, therefore, that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will also hear it. So the Lord has sent the gospel to the Gentiles. Many, if not most of us, um, are Gentiles, and the Lord, in his mercy, and his desire to be one with man and to bring man into his purpose, 
has brought the gospel to us. And so he did that. And after being persecuted and leaving the synagogue and uh, testifying before them, he was in the house of, um, I don't really know how to say his name, but I'm going to say it's uh, uh, Titius Eustace. Um, and he lived next to the synagogue and there was Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue. Y'all, this is incredible. The ruler of the Jewish synagogue believed in the Lord. So yes, there was opposition, but the Lord's word was penetrating. And Paul in his, in his, uh, not necessarily debating, but his, his being constrained by the word and sharing the word, um, was able to save and, and meet some like Crispus and his whole family were saved. Um, now, now after that point, he was there for a year and a half. That's a long time. And he was just teaching the word of God among them. He's teaching the word of God among them. And many believed and were baptized. And so he was able to do this even in the face of all that opposition. You know, I mentioned that as soon as the word of God is proclaimed, especially in this Jewish and Greek environment, there was all this opposition. But the word went out. Many believed. Many were baptized. And the Lord even gave Paul a word. And it was by the Lord's word, his reassurance, his supply, that he was, he continued, he was enabled to continue to speak in the face of this opposition. And what did he say? I myself am with you. I myself am with you. You know, we live a life in the world um, around people who are not Christians, who have not received the life of God, don't know Jesus Christ as the son of the living God, as living God himself. And sometimes we speak something to someone. We speak something to someone that's uncomfortable, but we just have this conviction and we're constrained by the word. And we have to testify that Jesus is the Christ. And we're bringing, like I, like I referred to in Acts 28, 28, we're bringing the salvation of God to the Gentiles and letting them hear it. So even though there might be opposition, um, there might be uh, some harsh words or retaliation, just remember, I myself am with you. I believe the Lord is still speaking to us today that he himself is with us. He's living in you. He's speaking with you. He's one with you. And, you know, though there's opposition to the Lord's name and his move and even his very life, it is an honor. I think some of you might, might uh, agree with me and have, might have experienced this. It is an honor to have the opportunity to speak to those around us about him and, and, and even consider it the highest privilege to, to even be mocked on his account. Paul says this at some point. <laughs> of all the people and of, in all the ways he could possibly come to mankind and to speak to mankind, he chose you. He chose you of all the ways, of all the people. He chose you to bring this gospel to the Gentiles, to bring this gospel Salvation to man. He brought this to us. He chose us. And we are his ambassadors. And he himself is with us. So Paul was speaking. Um, and, then the, and then he proceeded to be persecuted. And then was released. And he continued. Um, and then he and his new companions uh, in the Lord, Priscilla and Aquila, Aquila, they went to Ephesus. And they're in Ephesus. And they went, they went there and as they arrived, but Paul left them and he entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. This was the joy of Paul. With the Lord with him, he was emboldened, strengthened 
to bring this gospel to man, to bring the word of God to man and preach Jesus as the son of God and as the Christ. So he's there reasoning with them, but then he had to leave uh, and return from his second journey back to Jerusalem. And um, in Ephesus, they asked him to stay. They really wanted to keep hearing from him and learning from him and uh, asking him questions. But he said he couldn't. Um, he wanted to, but he just said uh, he, he had to leave and he would come back to them, God willing. So Lord willing, he would be back. And actually, he would return. And in fact, in the next chapter at the very beginning, this is how he started out his third journey. But uh, I'll leave that for the next chapter. Um, so he's leaving. He's leaving Ephesus and he goes through Galatia and Phygia, uh, Phy, uh, Man, I never get this name right. Ferga? Phrygia? <laughs> Sorry. Um, and he's confirming all the disciples. So he's passing through. Y'all might recognize some of these names. This is incredible. That's what's so wonderful about this book of Acts. It's a living book. It's, it's so full of action. And we see these different locations. We see Corinth. We see Ephesus. We see Galatia. And you see, see Paul's relationship with these different places, these different uh, regions, these different localities. And he writes to them, to the churches in these places um, later on. So you see his heart and he gives the context to it. So anyway, he goes back to uh, Jerusalem um, and he's gone. But while he's gone, back in Ephesus, there's this man named Apollos, a native of Alexandria. And I just find this so encouraging. In the wake of Paul, in the wake of of the Jews being scattered, the believers being scattered, there was this man named Paul who was powerful in the scriptures and he was instructed in the way of the Lord. So he knew something about the New Testament way about how the believers should walk. This is so good. And he's fervent in spirit. And, and he was talking and teaching about the things of Jesus, but he was limited. He was limited. And I think most of us, you know, we don't, you know, at the moment we're saved, we don't know everything. Um, even you might read the Bible once or twice and you don't get everything. That's the beauty of it in the body. We need the body to fully express, represent and expand the infinite Christ to explain the infinite Christ. So the Lord in his body had a way in his precious ending of the chapter, um, here in 18 of, uh, Priscilla and Aquila they heard him and they brought him and they expounded the way of God to him more accurately. And um, I will, I'll tell you what, he was enjoying the Lord. And I don't think they came in a way of correction and saying, you're not saying it right. But they just helped guide him through the word and interpret the word for him. Um, similar to Philip and the eunuch, you know, you know, have the word, but who, who can know these things except someone tells me how it is. So uh, anyway, Apollos knew a lot. He understood a lot, but here there's just this shepherding of this couple who had been with Paul all this time, and they come and take Apollos under their wing and fellowship with him, spend time with him. And at the end, in 27, uh, it says, he helped much through grace those who had believed. So Apollos, he was an enjoyer of the Lord. Uh, this grace here is is just God himself enjoyed by him. He was enjoying the Lord, <laughs> and that became a supply, the help to the believers there. And then at the end of the chapter, it just shows that Apollos was definitely used by the Lord, and he continued to vigorously um, speak with the Jews publicly 
and by the scriptures showing that Jesus was the Christ. And I hope the Lord would help us to have this sort of lifestyle and realize that that I myself am with you. Jesus Christ, the spirit of Jesus Christ, the spirit himself, the triune God, all that he is, is in us, living in us. And he's our motivating factor as we love him, touch him, our hearts overflowing and bubbling, and we just speak to people, even sometimes might contend that Jesus is the Christ and expound the scriptures. So everyone, I think my main point today is, yes, showing that his second journey has stopped and then he's going to be starting his third journey here um, uh, moving forward. But Jesus Christ is with us in the face of opposition, in the face of resistance, whether it's someone as close to us as family or as far from us as a cashier at a grocery store. Jesus Christ is with us and the gospel of God, the salvation of God has a way through us to be sent to the Gentiles. All right, everyone. Um, hope you enjoyed today in Acts 18. Let's keep pressing on with him because he himself is with us. Have a wonderful day.